All right, everyone. Welcome in to the Instant Review Podcast. This is week eight. We are almost officially at the halfway point next week. We'll officially be halfway through the first ever 18-week NFL season. We debate all the NFL news, injury reports, fantasy football, upcoming game predictions, sports betting lines, and much, much more here on the shore. We are recording here right before the beginning of the Kansas City Chiefs and New York Giants Monday night football game. What a football game that is going to be. Two teams desperate for a win tonight on Monday night football. But let's introduce everyone that's on the show because I'm Nicholas Hill. You can see all of our Instagram usernames at Nick Over the Hill. I'm going to go around the circle here. Uh, Connor, introduce yourself. How are you doing, Connor Kennedy? Going to be a good show. All right, Leon. Uh, you can hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. How's everybody doing? Leon Tarion here. Uh, go Giants tonight. Hopefully they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, hopefully they do. Uh, Oscar. Hey, everybody. Oscar Arango. Uh, let's, uh, let's have a good podcast. Let's have a good show. Absolutely. So we got a lot of great content for you guys tonight. Um, so let's get right into it. So I'm going to kick it over to Leon for our first big story of the day. Uh, the story made, made me very uh, upset earlier this morning. So the first big story of the day is Derrick Henry is out six to ten weeks with a foot injury that will require surgery. Now the Titans do have a three-game lead in the AFC South, but what is everybody's thoughts on how the Titans will move forward without their star running back and possibly someone who could even break the single-season rushing record? Yeah, I mean, this was, uh, I mean, it was a pretty shocking injury because he finished the game yesterday. Um, you know, he he kind of got shaken up later late in the first quarter, but he came back, finished the game, and then it comes out uh, at the end of the um, of the game that you know he, he has his foot injury. It's in the middle of his foot, and he's gonna have to get surgery for it. And as someone who's a Titans fan, I mean, this is just. Where do we go from here? I mean, at least the good thing is the Titans won yesterday. They have a free game lead over the Colts. They've swept the Colts. So the Colts have to win four more games than the Titans to win the AFC South. But the Titans have made Derrick Henry the centerpiece of their offensive identity. And it's, just, it's going to be really hard, I think, for this offense to move forward. Now, they still have Ryan Tannehill, who's a really good quarterback. You have A.J. Brown Julio Jones is at receiver. You know, they've signed Adrian Peterson today. We'll see what he still has left. Um, but clearly, this offense is going to have to go from a ground and pound offense, first and foremost, to more of a um, to more of a aired out type of offense. And I don't know if they're built for that. I, I think, you know, with the trade deadline going on right now, I would look at maybe trying to secure a better tight end because we're, we're kind of lacking in that area, especially without Johnny Smith, who went to the Patriots in the offseason. Um, maybe find a third wide receiver option uh, to complement Brown and Jones, who have only played together three times this year because one or the other have been injured throughout the season. So it, it's I'll tell you this much. The Titans are not a Super Bowl contender without Derrick Henry, but they can still win this AFC South. Considering they still got to play Houston twice. They've got to play Jacksonville. So you take care of business in those three games. That gets you to nine wins. And you look at the rest of their schedule, they still got games against the 49ers, the Saints, the Patriots, 
I think those are winnable games. Of course, this week they are on Sunday Night Football at the Rams. They're going to be clear underdogs in that game without Derrick Henry. But it's going to be interesting to see how they can move forward. Uh, yeah, whoever wants to, you know, further comment on this situation, uh, Oscar. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's true. It's a big loss. We're not going to have, like, the running back game, the rush game. But um, a lot of teams now, they're having running back back to me. So we saw with the Jets. We saw with the Eagles. We're going to see with the Washington football team. You're gonna have you're gonna have those teams that they don't have that dual threat type of running back that can both run the ball and catch the ball, and they're trying to have two running backs in those positions. Um, so, I think the Titans they still have a good offensive line. Uh, they still have a decent quarterback. They have good wide receiving options. Um, I think they'll be good. I think they they were supposed to be built to have a, a pretty good rushing offense, complementary like uh, air attack, but it's always been defense. No, I think it's for sure. I think they're gonna have this, the pieces. Now we got they got Adrian Peterson. You got your rushing back, and uh, what was the name of the guy that stepped up for this weekend? It was uh, Jeremy McNichols. I mean, he stepped up. He picked up some receptions. So I think they have still have pieces to be successful. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely still uh, talent on this team uh, for sure. You know, like I laid out there a minute ago, it's just that the identity of this team has been Derrick Henry for the last two years. And, you know, even if you look at the stats and you see Ryan Tannehill is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the entire league, a lot of that is because teams are so scared of Derrick Henry that they have to compensate for him. And I think now that they don't have to compensate for Derrick Henry, that puts all the pressure on on Ryan Tannehill. And I just don't... I mean, even though I like Tannehill as a quarterback, he's definitely an upgrade over Mariota from what we had before. I just, I, I just don't see Tannehill just all of a sudden turning into like a top five quarterback, and everything's going to be fine. And that we're also going to turn into a team that's going to throw fifty times a game and be great at it, even with Julio Jones, and AJ Brown, um, you know, Connor, Leon. Do either of you disagree with me on that? Not at all. I, I mean, we've we've seen Derrick Henry basically carry this team to wins, um, you, you know, these past eight weeks. And, but also at the same time, um, like we saw in that uh, Jets-Titans game, their air attack is still really important to their offensive identity. I mean, without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, like even with Derrick Henry, they, they still hurt quite a bit. Um, you know, obviously they're, they're gonna, really going to need to, you know, tailor their offensive identity to – you know, a season without Henry, but I, I think they'll be fine. Like you were saying earlier, Nick, like they play the Texans twice, they play the Jaguars and they're also playing the Dolphins. So I, I think they'll easily still be in the playoffs. And I think Derrick Henry will come back and carry this team to perhaps some postseason success. Who knows? Um, But, you know, I think also Adrian Peterson, uh, well, he's, he's pretty old. Uh, You know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I think there might be so, still some juice left in him. Uh, he was the bell cow back in Detroit last year. And although that Detroit team was pretty bad, uh, you know, I think he's still got something left in him. Uh, you know, obviously, if they were giving him that much reps. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really tough without Derrick Henry, but I think this Titans team is going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, just joining off uh, the points that you guys made, I definitely do expect them to throw the ball a lot more this year without Henry. 
But uh, if they could get him back in the playoffs, I'm not sure if they will have as high a seed as they would with him. But uh, without him, even if they are lower seeded in the AFC, they could still create some upsets in the playoffs. And with having him back, it could just be helpful towards them. Now, another storyline that we do see with injuries, of course, is the Green Bay Packers offense. No David Bakhtiari, no Devontae Adams, no uh, Alan Lazard, no Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Your three wide receivers are out, your left tackle, and Jair Alexander isn't playing. But Aaron Rodgers leads the Green Bay Packers to victory over the Arizona Cardinals, who were undefeated going into the game, but have now lost. So how far do you guys think this Packer team can go? Can they make it back to the NFC Championship can they even make the Super Bowl this year, even win it? Thoughts? Well, then comparing them all year to the 98 Bulls, not that ha- they have the same type of talent relative to the 98 Bulls and, you know, to the NFL. You know, Aaron Rodgers is definitely not Michael Jordan in terms of championships because Aaron Rodgers only has the one championship compared to what, um, you know, Michael Jordan was doing in the NBA with six. Also, shout out to my friend, Gustavo Tomazelli, for watching us here on the Instant Review podcast. But this team just I just they just had an aura around them. And I know they got blown up by the Saints week one, but ever since they just keep on finding ways to win games. And then what what really impressed me about the Packers this week is their defense. Being able to make Kyler Murray uncomfortable, being able to hurry up that offense. And it really go uh, it really hits home the point why I've been bullish on the Arizona Cardinals. It's because when you look at Cliff Kingsbury's record, when you look at his history, his teams don't do as well in the second half of seasons. And, you know, we're about to enter that second half of the season, and that team did not look like the undefeated Cardinals that we've come to expect. And you just have to wonder, are we going to see the old Cardinals like we were seeing over the past couple of weeks? Are we going to see these new Cardinals that just aren't as good? But how much of that has to do with the Green Bay Packers, who are just finding ways to win? And I'm just I'm starting to get the feeling that they might be a team of destiny. And sometimes teams of destiny can, you know, defy logic and reason to win, uh, win deep in January in the playoffs. Um, you know, who wants to? Uh, Take, uh, take the mantle because I I'm really starting to believe in the Green Bay Packers, it, I, not because I believe they're the best team, but because I believe that Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. Now I I don't think that the Packers are the best team in the NFL either, and honestly I'm not as sold on them yet. I don't think they'll be in the Super Bowl this year, uh, but certainly uh, I'd change my mind a bit about the Packers after seeing this performance, you know, the defense really stepped up, you know, before this game, they weren't that great in the red zone, uh, you know, but on Thursday night football, they really performed well against Kyler Murray in this high octane Cardinals offense. Um, but I, I think some of this loss um, can also be credited to a lot of their injuries, uh, you know, especially uh, with JJ Watt um, being on RAR for the rest of the season for the Cardinals even though he hasn't really been putting up uh, high sack numbers, his QB pressure rate has been enormous and he's really been anchoring that defense. Um, So that loss cannot be understated for the Cardinals. Um, But also uh, for the Packers, never doubt AR 12. All I'm going to say about that. 
Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Aaron Rodgers, he's a bad man. Uh, you know, as Stephen A. Smith would say, just can't doubt him. But can he ultimately get that second ring? We're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, Leon, uh, what's the next one you want to talk about? Because I, we have a guy that oh, I don't think a lot of people have heard of before uh, yesterday. Who now... Oh, before. Um, Before we get into the next story, uh, I was a big doubter week one of Aaron Rodgers uh, whenever we were doing our first ever episode, whenever the Saints absolutely obliterated them. But I I don't think they could make it back to the Super Bowl, but I do think you're going to see a rematch of the NFC Championship. In my opinion, this is a strong opinion, but I do see the Bucs as a lock for the Super Bowl in the NFC aspect. But let's switch gears over to the AFC. Jets backup quarterback Mike White in his first career start, 405 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. White started the game 11 of 11, then had two interceptions, which really weren't his fault, but he just kept playing well throughout the game with first-round pick. uh, Second overall, Zach Wilson was hurt. So the Bengals were the number one seed in the AFC coming into the game, and Mike White was able to knock them off. Do you see the Jets having continued success with Mike White going into next week against the game versus Indianapolis? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly an interesting question because uh, what is Mike White ceiling? You know, it's kind of similar to Taylor Heineke. You know, Mike White also played in a Conference USA at Western Kentucky. You know, had a pretty good career there, but, you know, it's Western Kentucky, right? No one really pays much attention to a program like that. And really, no one paid attention to this guy until he came out and just absolutely lit it up here yesterday. I still, I don't really think he's going to be a long-term solution. I mean, we see situations like this happen quite often. Where you have a player that comes out of nowhere, has one or two fantastic performances, and then fizzles away. But you know what? This could end up being this could be like the football equivalent of Jeremy Lin. I remember when Jeremy Lin came out? I think it was 2010. 2011 and just took New York by storm with the Knicks. I feel like this could be the football equivalent with the Jets. I, something that won't have long-term success, but uh, you know, could have a short-term because clearly the Jets needed some juice and they came out with it. I mean, this was a Cincinnati team that had just blown out Baltimore. So for the Jets to come out yesterday and to win this football game and for Mike White to throw over 400 yards, it's it's just incredible to me to see how how this guy ended up was the backup because Zach Wilson has not looked uh, anywhere near as good at any point this year as Mike White looked yesterday. I mean, part of that is the Bengals just playing an awful game. But at the same time, you got to get props to Mike White and wonder, you know, could he play his way if not in New York and just somewhere else as a legitimate starter? Because look at Taylor Heineke. I mean, at this point, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick being near ready to come back to Washington – Ron Riviera wants to stick with him. Mike White, if he continues on this trajectory, if he has more performances like he did yesterday, um, he could find himself in the same spot. Uh, what do you all think? Do Because I'm not sold on Mike White being a long-term starter in this league. But, you know, performances on the field could totally change all of that. I mean, I'm definitely not completely sold on Mike White yet. Obviously, there was a stellar performance on Sunday. Um, but personally, I I could see him being kind of like a, 
a good journeyman quarterback, uh, kind of similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And his performance yesterday kind of reminded me of Fitzpatrick um, in, in the sense that Fitzpatrick, like some games, uh, you know, he'll throw for like 400 yards and like three or four touchdowns. And then there there will be another week where he'll throw for like three picks. Um, I know this as a Bills fan uh, and we had him as our starter for a couple of years. Uh, so I, I know that whole roller coaster feeling. Um, but it's definitely a really difficult position for the Jets. Um, not only did they trade a, a pick uh, to bring back Joe Flacco as a you know stand in while Zach Wilson is out, but also Zach Wilson, like Nick said, has not performed anywhere near the level that Mike White played at yesterday. Um, I don't know if it'll be a quarterback conf- controversy, um, especially with the top spot that the Jets would be in, um, you know, and trying to develop uh, Zach Wilson with more game reps, especially considering they're the Jets and they aren't contending for a playoff spot. Um, but but it will be an interesting couple weeks. I personally think that he'll play pretty well in Indy uh, this next week, but I'll talk about that more in my uh, sports betting segment. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that and seeing uh, some of your takes for week uh, for week nine next week. Uh, Oscar, do you have any thoughts on the Mike White performance? Yeah, um, I don't think they could have gotten much worse. Uh, Zach Wilson wasn't being very effective in that offense, and we get to see Mike White giving them a little bit of a spark. Uh, it also depends how you define success, I guess, for the Jets for the season. Um, they have some really tough teams coming up. They got the Colts, they got the Bills. The Eagles and the Saints might be pretty tough for them. So it's, it was always a rebuilding year. So it's I think expectations were low to begin with. But he's definitely a guy to keep going in there. He's, he's at least competent enough to keep throwing the ball. He gets to like, develop that wide receiver core. Um, those guys are supposed to be the future, at least, of the team until they find a, a quarterback that can actually manage the whole squad. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll be fine in that role. And I think he, we might be able to see something like maybe James Jameis Winston, like when he was with the Bucks, where you know he's he's has an explosive offense. He's willing to air it out. He's going to make mistakes. He's young enough, and uh, hopefully just have fun. You know, those games are going to be brutal. <laughs> but, but it's a really bro. interesting comparison, potentially, uh, Mike White to Jameis Winston, who you know, unfortunately, we all hope he gets uh, better after his injury. Uh, yesterday, but we'll definitely talk about that here in a little bit. Also, just want to point out that the Chiefs and Giants have started here. Uh, two minutes into the game, 0-0. The Chiefs are at midfield. You want, right, to, make so... you want to do yeah. picks right now? We're, we're coming up right. We're coming right to that. All right. Yeah. Let's well, let's actually go right, right into that Giants Chiefs right. game while we're th- while we're My on Giants are going to pull off the upset, twenty-seven twenty-four. Tell them, yeah, tell That's them. what I think. They'll pick yeah, off Patrick Mahomes. As funny as that would be, I just I have a hard time believing that the Chiefs are going to drop a second straight game in a row and fall to three and five. Like, yeah, their defense has been awful, but the Giants have a lot of injuries on offense right now. Um, they're kind of they're, they're still running from all that. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. He even after getting injured last week, he's back this week. And so far, especially on this drive, they're moving the ball pretty well. So I just – I think the Chiefs will get it done tonight. They'll f- get it back to 400, 500 at 4-4, four and four, and uh, we'll see what they can do from there. And obviously, as things continue to change around the league, um, 
they they could play themselves back into a wild card spot or even back into the AFC West because with the Chargers, they don't look as good as they have been or as they did. Um, you know, the Raiders, you, you know, do we really believe in them in the long term? You know, the AFC West could be all wide open again uh, for the Chiefs to come back and steal it. But nope. speaking of... If the Chiefs are going to lose the Giants, it'll be today. That's, I think I'm with Ian on that. I predict that uh, they bench right. Daniel Jones for Mike Lennon and he throws four d- touchdowns. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs are probably going to go. Yeah. Let's do it. Strategy. Yeah. But Chiefs are probably going to win this game, and if they don't, uh, they're dead in the water. I'm sorry. That, that seventh playoff spot might bail them out. Yeah, honestly, like, and honestly, when you look around the AFC, you might only need nine or ten wins to get that seventh spot this year. Um, I think the bubble is going to be a lot less um, intense this year, like it was last year. So remember, last year you had to win eleven games to get that seventh spot. This year, I don't think it's going to be that intense, especially with all the injuries and stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now the final big question of our segment. The L.A. Rams just got their seventh one against the Houston Texans. Matthew Stafford has proven to be a great acquisition for this team. Cooper Cup is getting better. Robert Woods getting better. Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and Daryl Henderson's on pace for 1,000 yards. So is this the best team in the NFL right now at 7-1? and one? I think so. While I'm not sure on a big NFC playoff prediction, as of right now, almost halfway through the season, the LA Rams are the best team in the NFL, and they even knocked off the Super Bowl champs earlier this season. Yeah, I don't know about best team because they did lose to the Cardinals, who have the same exact record as them. I and mean, I still think the Rams are a better constructed team, and they just got better today with Vaughn Miller. You know, speaking of uh, the Rams and their trades, I mean, you realize they practically have no draft picks now for like the next three years. It's pretty unbelievable. Like, you got to win a Super Bowl from all the trades that they are doing. But. When you look at their offense of capabilities, when you look at their defensive capabilities, they've got superstars all over the field. And I really do think that the Los Angeles Rams uh, should, you know, be the favorites to be in the Super Bowl. Like they have what it takes. But the question is, are they going to be able to do it? Like if it were the Rams and the Packers in the NFC title game, do you trust Matthew Stafford more or do you trust Aaron Rodgers more? If it's the Rams or the Bucks in the, the NFC title game, do you trust Matthew Stafford more? Or Tom Brady more. It, to me, it comes down to can Matthew Stafford get it done in January because we've never really been able to see him get it done in January because he was in Detroit. And he had, a, what, three playoff games there, never won a single game in January. It just – I have to see him win in January before I'm willing to pick them to go all the way. But I do think they are the best constructed team in the NFC. Uh, what do you all think? I've – I'm not even ready to say that the Rams are the best team in their division, if I'm being honest. Uh, I mean, I think we'll get a better feel for how the NFC is, you know, going to go in terms of playoff seeding come December. Uh, but I will say the Rams are playing pretty well. Um, and I think their uh, pickup of Von Miller today is definitely going to help that defense out way more. Even though Von Miller isn't the guy that he was uh, back in 2015, I think he'll still be a productive member of this defense, you know, pairing him up with Aaron Donald on that D line, it's going to be brutal for opposing teams. Um, I, I, and I think that the Buccaneers uh, are the going to be the team that represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see how Matthew Stafford does in the playoffs. 
Um, I could definitely see that box front four being his kryptonite and he could turn back into a pumpkin. Uh, but he has been playing really well uh, so far this season. You know, his connection with Cooper Cup cannot be understated. Uh, Robert Woods has been playing pretty well also. Uh, so I, I think they're a pretty well-balanced team, but, you know, we'll see how things go in January. And I'd also like to see them beat the Cardinals first uh, in order to crown them. He also has a defense this time around, and he's getting a lot of time in the pocket to throw. He's got a running good running back because Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor have been really the big names of running backs in the league. And then Daryl Henderson, nobody has really been talking about him, but they've been productive in the rushing game, and that offense is really producing. So even with the draft picks, the L.A. Rams – I'm not going to say Super Bowl favorite because we still need to see how Stafford performs in the playoffs. But right now, right now, they're the best, in my opinion. I wasn't even impressed about Daryl Henderson is that Cam Akers was supposed to be RB1 heading into the season. Uh, Oscar? I think uh, they are the best team in the league. I mean, if, if, if they're not, it's a tie. I don't think the Cardinals are necessarily that much better than they are. They got all the pieces. They have the wide receivers doing the job. They got the running backs in the ground game. They got the defense doing the job. So I think they have all the things that they need. Um, and all those matches you said, Nick, they're all coming up. They got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They have them November 28th. They got the Cardinals December 13th. So we're going to be able to see that. And uh, maybe it's not just Stafford versus Rodgers. Maybe it's not just Stafford versus uh, Khaled Murray. They got Sean McVay. Sean McVay is still considered the mastermind. He finally has a like, prototypical passing quarterback that he can at least depend on somebody who has a floor versus Jared Goff for so long. Uh, so I think they have the ability to be successful because he has that standard, and now he just has to be creative around that that main piece of the offense, which he didn't have before. So I think they, they're going to have a lot of success this season, and hopefully a lot of good luck. Maybe it's the Super Bowl. Let's see. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, actually, I was just watching the, the the Chiefs. They made it all the way down to the goal line, but Patrick Mahomes rode up to the right, and surprise, surprise, threw another interception. So the Giants uh, will take over. The game is still zero zero midway through the first quarter, and I don't, like basis, like it was a little bit of a high throw, but it could have been caught by I think it was Goodwin, uh, number number third nineteen for the Chiefs. But he kind of bounced off of him, bounced up in the air, and it got picked off of the Giants. Couldn't see who it was picked who, off who, by. Who picked but... it? Oh, you didn't see it? Yeah. Well, I saw the play, but I didn't catch which player uh, picked it off. But, was it? Uh, I could... uh, you think you could make out like uh, safety, corner, linebacker? I mean, it was in the. It was like a three-yard pass. So like there was like a ton of players in the uh, in the area. Uh, okay. We'll yeah, it's pretty a uh, pretty insane <laughs> play, and it could be a massive play in the. In the outcome of that game, because um, you know that was a it's a red zone opportunity that the Chiefs did not convert on. So hey, it, those turnover um, those turnover woes continue. Okay, let's see. Yeah. I, I blame uh, Mahomes' wife and Jackson Mahomes' terrible TikToks this past weekend, uh, making Mahomes a broken man and throwing off his game. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Julian Love who pulled off the interception. Uh, Leon. So Julian Love gets the interception and just an unbelievable turn of events for there. There's the some good City. pieces on the Giants defense. There's Leonard Williams, James Bradbury, Aziz Ojolari, the rookie coming off the edge. Uh, he's right outside linebacker. 
because yeah, he yeah. comes off the left tackles and everything. But he's been putting a lot of pressure on the QBs. I think he had two sacks against Sam Darnold last week. If it wasn't two sacks, he definitely got a lot of quarterback pressure. So it's a young defense, but it's growing. And Blake Martinez is a great leader on that defense. Really underrated linebacker. Definitely very serviceable when it comes to making tackles. So uh, let's win this game. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of Aziz Ajulari at Georgia because that's where he played college ball at. And he was a, a force to be reckoned with down there. I, honestly, it was kind of a guy I was looking for uh, for the Titans potentially in our draft. But um, clearly we needed to go corner. And Aziz Ajulari definitely fell into the laps of the Giants who are making good use of him. So it's good to see him do well. All right, but that will conclude the NFL news segment. So thank you, Leon, for those topics. And we'll definitely continue to talk with you about the show. But unfortunately, with all of the action, and I know this firsthand today as a Titans fan, comes numerous injuries. And obviously, some with just enormous, enormous consequences. We have an injury report. Here is Oscar Arango. Hey, Dylan, Nick. Thank you very much. Uh, we went over a couple of injuries already, so I'm just going to mull over the ones that we haven't talked about uh, already. The Steelers, it was a big consequential uh, for the game and the whole offensive plan when Chris Boswell, the kicker, went down um, with a concussion. He had, they had a little bit of impact during play, and he was out from the game. And they had to make a couple two-point conversions to try to capture some touchdowns there. They were able to make, I think, one of them out of the two. Uh, so that's actually kind of interesting. I hope the team tries to figure out because the punter uh, couldn't do any of uh, the field goals. Apparently the punter has never done any field goals since, uh, since Pee Wee football. Uh, the Panthers, obviously we talked about Sam Donald with the concussion. P.J. Walker covered for him. Uh, we'll, we'll be filling in for him next week unless they make any big changes at quarterback. And uh, the Saints, Jameis Winston went down. We have a little bit of a quarterback controversy with him missing time with the season-ending uh, knee injury. Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon. Uh, Taysom Hill was in competition with uh, James Winston in the beginning of the season, uh, where James Winston actually won out the QB competition, making Taysom Hill uh, kind of more special teams, kind of gadget player for the season. We'll see if he takes the reins of it. With the Titans, obviously Derek Henry goes down with a foot injury. Seems going to take a couple weeks. Uh, Jeremy McNichols filled in for him in terms of a uh, Running back, he had a couple of good receptions. Uh, it's kind of a little murky who's going to take over the the running back duties for next week. Titans actually signed Adrian Peterson, and uh, we'll see where he fits in with the offense. Uh, the Jaguars, James Robinson complained after the game that he had a bruised uh, heel. Uh, it might be possible that he misses some time. We'll have to see what the reports look like about the game. But that's the injury report for the week. Thanks, man. Jones just threw a note. Jones got picked, got picked off. So the Giants get the pick, and he throws it back, and now the Chiefs are inside the five. Was it second and goal right now? So uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. I, I think well, I think we need to get Mike White. Yeah, clearly Mike White needs to be uh, playing for both New York teams. That's just uh, – I mean, the Giants have to go quarterback next year, right, in the 2022 draft. I mean, that's a topic for a different day, but – like Daniel Jones can't be the quarterback moving forward. He just he isn't the answer at it's, all. It's like I'm very torn between that because there are times where he just plays really well, and then there are times where I think he would just fit better in an offense like the San Francisco 49ers. Like I think that offense would honestly complement him better based on his running capabilities and how 
they motion out everybody. So it's very interesting to see what they will do next year. Plus, Kyle Shanahan uh, could definitely make into a really good game manager quarterback. Because I think that's what he needs to have what Jameis Winston has and what Carson Wentz has. Tyreek Hill just got Game and managing style of offenses. Yeah, I don't know if you already saw that, Leon, but uh, Patrick Mahomes made up for the interception with a touchdown uh, to Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill fantasy owners can celebrate the – their boy gets them a touchdown on the board. 7 nothing Chiefs. 6-12 left in the first quarter. So, a uh, fortunate series of events there for the uh, for the Giants. I'm just now seeing that interception by Jones. What in the world was he thinking there? But back on the injuries. Obviously, I think I also have Derrick Henry. I think the biggest injury story of the day was Jameis Winston. And that was just an absolutely horrid injury. That he suffered against the Bucks, his knee went backwards. Never good. He's he's done for the season. Um, so obviously Trevor Simeon, you might remember him. He started uh, for the Broncos back in 2015. I uh, started that opening night game that they played against the Carolina Panthers in a Super Bowl rematch. The first game they played without Peyton Manning. Uh, he played his college ball at Northwestern. Um, and he did decently. I think he. You know, he was able to help the Saints win the beat Tom Brady yesterday, 36-27. Um, so, do we think that Trevor Simeon can be a long-term answer? Of course, there's still Taysom Hill, uh, who's been injured, but he might be getting ready to come back. So, Champagne may go with him. He said today in his press conference that he feels great about the quarterback situation, even without Jameis Winston. Do we agree with Champagne? Do we think that the Saints are in a good quarterback situation. I think that Trevor Simeon is a good stopgap, at least for right now. Um, I've heard like some rumors that they've been in contact with Cam Newton, but I don't know if any of that's true or not or substantiated. Um, Like you were saying earlier, Nick, uh, Trevor Simeon played pretty decently uh, out in Denver. Uh, He led them to a winning record. in his season as a starter in 2016. Um, and, you know, he did enough for the Saints to win, uh, you know, last night playing the Buccaneers, of course. Um, I mean, it's going to be a tough road for them uh, if they're going to try and make a, a playoff run. I, I think they could possibly be the seventh seed in the NFC. Um, I'm not completely sold on Simeon, but we'll see how he does. I, I think with Sean Payton uh, calling the plays, I, I think, they, they can make do with Trevor Simeon. So I'm a big fan for sure. So they just got Mark Ingram. Uh, Trey Consulate just came off the IR. Michael Thomas is supposed to come off the IR. Um, Callaway's been doing okay, but we finally get to move, move him back as like a third wide receiver. I think they're getting a lot of pieces. But looking at, like, you got Mark Ingram on one side, Kamara on the other side, looking at Taysom Hill, it gives me, like, reminds me of Cam Newton when he first came into the Panthers and how, like, how brutal he was when he just came in. He could run, too, and he had great running backs that he could hand off if he needed to. Uh, I think it's going to be real creative for Sean Payton to look ahead and see all his pieces if he has Taysom Hill and he wants to have some fun. Obviously, I think, uh, I think Trevor Simeon can fit in that prototypical kind of throwing quarterback. Had that with Breeze, so maybe he can try to recreate that again with this offense. But I think I'd be, I'd be, 
I'd be pretty excited to take some build again. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. He just brings more of a dynamic to the offense. Although Simeon does have success in the past, the defense might have to bail them out more, and they might have to go to a more run-focused offense on Kamara, maybe do like 75-25 run pass. So we'll see how that works. I mean, they're already 5-2, and two, so we'll see how much they could grow from there. Yeah, I think the whole potential of Cam Newton – being a saint would be just absolutely insane. I mean, think about this. That would mean they would have both Jameis Winston and Cam Newton on the team who used to be two division rivals of the New Orleans Saints. So just the NFC South is coming together in the Big Easy to keep those Saints going. But, um, you know, and obviously sticking in the NFC South, Sam Darnold, just a rough turn of events. You know, getting that concussion. He just hasn't been playing well recently. P.J. Walker comes out 3 of 14 for 33 yards. I mean, that's kind of heartbreaking to me because I enjoyed watching him with the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL. He looked amazing in that league, but just it doesn't translate, unfortunately, to the NFL. Um, so what should the Panthers do? I mean, if Sam Darnold has to be out, you, you can't trust P.J. Walker, right? I mean, especially because the Christian McCaffrey has been out. He might be coming back here very, very soon, maybe as soon as next week. But we just have to wait and see on his recovery. Um, and you Chubba Hubbard's a good running back, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. And if you don't have Sam Darnold, what do you do with your Panthers? I mean, you can't go back and sign Cam Newton, you know, like the Saints theoretically could. I mean, could they? I, I don't know. What What do you do if you're Carolina? Trade I think for Mike White. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, signing Cam Newton um, in Carolina is going to be like a, a step backwards for the Panthers organization I mean there's a reason why they moved on from him uh, a couple seasons ago he's clearly not the same quarterback that he used to be um, but at the same time Sam Darnold most definitely is not the answer um, I don't really know why they passed on Justin Fields in the draft uh, for Sam Darnold but you know it is what it is um, I mean Honestly, I, I don't know what they're, they'll do this season. Um, I, I think right now um, the best that they can do is just try and do the best that they can with Darnold. Uh, if he keeps playing terribly, see if P.J. Walker has anything in him that could translate to the NFL. Um, and then, you know, aim in this next offseason to maybe draft a QB if there ends up being some guys in this next draft class who can be franchise guys. Yeah, that, that's all I have to say about Carolina's QB situation. Yeah, and also I want to, want to make a quick point, too. If you're a fan of a team that needs a quarterback, um, there's a college football game you might want to watch Saturday. Liberty at Ole Miss. Malik Williams for Liberty. Matt Corral for Ole Miss might be two of the top uh, quarterback prospects going into next year's draft. They're going to be facing off in Oxford, uh, Mississippi. I'm expecting a lot of points in that game. Noon, SEC Network. Um, so some teams might be very interested in those two quarterbacks. Um, but any other thoughts on the Panthers? I kind of think the experiment is a little bit over with Sam Donald. They gave him half of the season. At least he's hurt. Um, they probably can't get rid of him yet, but you know you got to move on. P.J. Uh, Walker also, it didn't seem like he did all that well. Uh, feeling it could just been like first eight jitters coming in there, but uh, there's a lot of uh, there's backup quarterbacks you can think about. Like, you got Garoppolo, why not go after Trey Lance, build something outside of that? 
I think if you have, if you're willing to do that, you want to move the guy around, move the guy around, try to do something, make it a rebuilding year. Your offense has been shitty. CMC is out of the game. Uh, commit to something. Because if you're just going to compete, compete to be mediocre, then might as well trade off some pieces, try to get a good draft pick, and uh, do something good. You know? uh, yeah. It's, it's I mean, uh, I, mean, I couldn't imagine the 49ers trading Trey Lance. I mean, their number three draft pick after everything they gave up for him. And that would be, or Trey that'd be a blockbuster trade. You know, you gotta I still think they missed out on fields. I agree. I still don't understand why he fell. I mean, I know Phil hasn't been amazing, but he played his best game yesterday. He showed his dual threat capabilities. And really, Chicago just needs a new coach. I mean, Matt Nagy isn't it. So... I'm excited to see what he does with someone else. But um, that will conclude the injury segment. But let's get into some fantasy football, some brighter news. Um, who are some of the top performances yesterday? Well, we got a lot of quarterbacks actually showing out uh, this weekend. Josh Allen uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he had 29, he 29 42 passes, 249 yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, along with that, he rushed for 55 yards and also had one touchdown. This guy gave his owners 29.5 points in standard score. Uh, he's awesome. He's a dual threat quarterback. He'll, he'll heat up the, the, the yards on the ground and in the air. Uh, they have an explosive offense. Uh, Mike White, we already talked about him a lot. He's really explosive in his debut for the season. Uh, 37 passes, 37 passes completed for three touchdowns. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, filling in, coming back from injury for second game. 17 passes, 322 yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, he gave his owners 27.3 yards. Tom Brady, keep going. Old man time, and he can't, he can't stop. He can't stop. Him. 28 passes, 375 yards, four touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but uh, still an awesome performance. Justin Fields, uh, Leon's a big fan of his. He already mentioned him a lot. 19 passes, 175 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception. But this guy rushes for 103 yards and one touchdown on the ground. That's the kind of quarterback that will get you a lot of fantasy points, regardless of if the team wins that that evening. But obviously, one thing. Uh, Michael Carter, the New York Jets, uh, finally they're trying to see some, try to see some some light at the end of the tunnel with this running back by committee. Uh, he performs well, 15 rushes uh, for 77 yards, one of our surprise performances for the week. Uh, Mike White as well, again top performer, and uh, Michael Pittman, uh, wide receiver with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. He had 10 catches for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he did great. Nobody really expected this. He's been getting hot slowly, slowly. And finally, Carson Wentz found him and, and fed him. Fed him a lot. So those are the top fantasy performances for the weekend. So looking into next week, who are your top waiver wire picks? Well, like I mentioned before, it's actually been pretty popular having running backs by committees. Uh, so if you're looking at, at uh, you're filling your running back spot, uh, look at the Jets. Michael Carter had a really good game, but Ty Johnson was also really involved in the, in the catching uh, in the passing game. Uh, he had 71 yards and uh, one touchdown. With the Eagles, Boston Scott and uh, Jordan Howard actually stepped up instead of uh, Kenneth Gainwell. So it's something we want to look at. Uh, but if you if you're looking at somebody in the waiver wire, hey. We know Boston Scott apparently he can run, he can run hard, he can run on the ground, so you're going to feed him the ball. Uh, and uh, Jordan Howard as well, he's going to run on the ground as well, he's going to catch the ball, so that offense is going to have, if it stays explosive, they're going to see a lot of production. Uh, with Washington, uh, J.D. McKissick, 
he's going to be some more involved. And, and uh, obviously with the Titans, lost to Derrick Henry, Jeremy McNichols, three catches, 30, 33 yards. Uh, as long as Adrian Peterson is still catching up to the offense, he might be pretty involved, so he might be a good pick to, to invest in for the upcoming year. What do you got, Nick? Who's your pick? Yeah, so the staff pick for this week, I'm also going to go with Titans player in consideration at Derrick Henry's injury. Um, might not look at a wide receiver free for the Titans. Uh, Nick Westbrook Akeen. Um, he's had some decent games, especially when Julio and AJ Brown have been out. And I think, considering that Ryan Tannehill is going to have to air it out way more, he's going to need to spread out that ball more. And I think Westbrook Akeen, as a wide receiver three or four, could have more targets. Not saying it's going to be doing gangbusters or anything like that. But if you're really desperate for a wide receiver, uh, you might want to consider him because the Titans are going to have to change their entire game plan. But thank you, Oscar, for that injury report and the uh, fantasy report. And now I'm going to throw it over to Connor to talk some sports betting lines. All right. I got four week nine picks. Uh, and I'm going to start it off with the Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are favored by two and a half points, and the over-under for this game is 55. Now, I have no clue why the Chiefs are favored in this matchup. Their defense has been atrocious, as we all know, and, the, and there's been a turnover problem in Kansas City, like Patrick Mahomes has already uh, shown in this game. Alongside most defenses, being able to cover Kelsey and Hill pretty well now. Uh, meanwhile, the Packers just beat the previously undefeated Cardinals in a game where their cornerback won and top three receivers were out alongside a beat-up O-line and their tight end won, leaving the game early. I'm picking the Packers to win this game. Never doubt AR-12, like I said earlier. Uh, now this next game I'm going to talk about a bit different matchup. Uh, it's going to be the Houston Texans versus the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by seven points, and the over-under is 46. Uh, this matchup is a tank bowl with two one seven teams. Davis Mills has been pretty inconsistent so far. Some weeks he looks like the best QB in his draft class, and other times he looks like the worst QB in the entire league. Uh, and the Texans running back one in Melvin Ingram was also traded away to the Saints, uh, so that's going to hurt their run game quite a bit. Uh, now the Miami Dolphins, on, on the other hand, are Patriots fumble away from being un with having no wins whatsoever. And they also broke the Jaguars' 20-game losing streak, which is pretty bad. Uh, and the Texans' QB1, Tyrod Taylor, uh, who played well until his injury in Week 2, started practicing again last week and could possibly return to the field this upcoming Sunday. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to pick the Texans to win this game. And now this next, next matchup, it's going to be the New York Jets versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts are favored by 10.5 points, and the over-under is 46.5. Now, like we talked about earlier, um, the Jets are coming off a week where they beat the previously one-seeded Bengals with QB Mike White's performance being one of the best this franchise has seen in years. Uh, meanwhile, in, in Indy, Carson Wentz has proven to be inconsistent, uh, and he displayed that in an overtime loss uh, playing the Tennessee Titans after a brutal interception. Uh, now, who knows if Mike White continues his hot streak uh, into this uh, next game, but that performance is enough for me to hop onto the Jets hype train and pick them to win. Uh, and this next, this last matchup that I'm going to talk about, it's going to be an NFC West uh, divisional matchup between the Arizona Cardinals 
and the San Francisco 49ers. The Cardinals are favored by two and a half points, and the over-under is 53 and a half. Now, the Cardinals just came off their first loss of the season playing the Green Bay Packers, and some of their key players, including J.J. Watt, are on IR now. Well, the 49ers uh, beat the Chicago Bears this past Sunday in a bounce-back victory. Now, despite Kyler's terrible performance last Thursday, I still trust him a lot more than Jimmy G, and I expect the Cards to bounce back and win this divisional matchup. And those are my four Week 9 matchups. You know, one game that really interests me that you didn't bring up, the Falcons at the Saints. The Saints are six-point favorites, despite no, us not really knowing who their quarterback's going to be. Um, personally, just looking at that, I would be tempted to take the Falcons plus six, despite the Falcons not being a better team overall than the Saints because of the quarterback situation. What would you say to that? Someone like me who's looking at that matchup thinking, I would likely like to take the Falcons plus six, because they now have a winning record. I mean, they're they're playing a lot better football right now. Yeah, I was looking at that matchup earlier, and it's definitely intriguing to me. Um, but personally, um, you know, with this strong performance against the Bucks uh, this past week, and Trevor Simeon, you know, did just enough to secure the win, um, and also this very underrated Saints defense, I'm I'd still pick the Saints to win personally. Um, while the Falcons' offense is like it's pretty good, uh, you know, I think Matt, Matt Ryan still has something left in the tank. Um, you know, I, I still think that that Falcons defense is absolutely terrible. Um, you know, and if Trevor Simeon could play well playing the Buccaneers defense. And I, I think they'll, he'll do pretty well, uh, you know, playing this Falcons defense as well. I think what we were talking about earlier, we were talking about the Panthers and that Falcons matchup that we had this week. I thought that was a big surprise. I thought the Falcons were going to come out with the win in that game, considering that they have all this momentum. Kyle Pitts just put up a 119-yard game in London, I think, against the Jets, and then puts up 163 the following week. And you have who's arguably going to be the next best tight end after Travis Kelsey. Just surprising how Carolina won. So really, what are they going to do with Darnold? And what about all these game managers you were talking about? Carson Wentz has 14 touchdowns and three interceptions on the season, but he can't win when it comes to crunch time. And Jimmy G, what's going to happen with him? Because He's taken his team to the Super Bowl in the past, but he's very injury prone. So how could you get consistency out of somebody that might not be in those games? So there are just so many questions as we go into the second half of the season. Uh, I mean, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, in this particular case, uh, you know, talking about the Falcons, you know, like, like I said earlier, this defense is absolutely terrible um, and it can make guys like Taylor Heineke look like Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, there, there's somehow been a lot of QBs that have really had their coming out party uh, playing the Falcons, which I've, I've found quite interesting. Um, you know, uh, what, what game managers do well uh, is beat up on bad defenses. Um, you know, so I think the Saints are pretty much a lock for this Falcons matchup. Yeah, yeah. it's certainly be interesting to see. Uh, where we go from here but it is now time for everyone's favorite segment it is time for our players of the week uh leon who do you go with and I, I figure it's gonna be a guy that you've talked about a ton that you can't stop talking about for a podcast uh wait hold on before uh, i say uh john ross just caught like a 60 yard pass while daniel jones was deep backed up in his end zone now uh, yeah, it was a beautiful throw for Danny line right now but uh, I'm going to have to go with Mike White. Mike White for MVP, obviously. 
uh, Mike White over Zach Wilson. But, uh, you know, 405 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Sam Darnold was the last player to throw for over 400 yards in the Jets organization in 2019. So let's hope uh, he does put up some numbers against the Colts and we do get more competition in the AFC. So I'm certainly looking forward to his performance in the upcoming weeks. Oscar, I think you might have someone on the same team as Leon, but perhaps someone else in that backfield. Impressed by yeah, the Jets. It's the New Jersey connection. I think that's what it was. But uh, Michael Carter, uh, the rookie running back with the Jets, uh, showing us glimpses of the future for the for that franchise. He gets to be a part of their offense. Uh, he's slowly getting more dominant, getting more work. Uh, pushed out Tevin Coleman, pushed out Ty Johnson, uh, put out like 150 yards total total output, total scrimmage yards. So uh, that's my favorite of the week, Michael Carter. All right, Connor, who's your player of the week? Uh, so to continue to talk about backup QBs, there's another backup that won a game for their team this past Sunday, and I'm talking about Dallas Cowboys backup Cooper Rush. Uh, he went 24 for 40 on his pass attempts uh, with a 60% completion percentage, uh, throwing for 325 yards and two touchdowns. You know, not as great as MVP candidate Mike White, but uh, – <laughs> You know, he played pretty well for the Cowboys in Dak Prescott's absence. Yeah, a really impressive performance to have on Sunday Night Football. May have made himself some money at at some point one day. But I'm going to finish off with another backup quarterback, Trevor Simeon. Now, you might be asking, you know, his stat line wasn't very good. 16-29, and a touchdown. But he had no turnovers against a really, really good Buccaneers defense. Um and was able to make the plays necessary to beat Tom Brady. I mean, how many quarterbacks, especially backup quarterbacks, can say that, come into a game against Tom Brady's team and win? I mean, it just a really, really solid performance. He did what he needed to do. And we'll see if he is going to be the guy moving forward, if they go back to Taysom Hill, if they go bring someone else in. But he did what he needed to do yesterday, and after that, he's put the Saints right back in the NFC South playoff race a race that we didn't really think there would be but halfway through the season the saints are right there but with that being said that's a wrap and thank you once again for watching the instant review podcast we will see you again next week when we recap all nfl based news injury reports fantasy predictions and much much more after week nine of nfl action so for connor kennedy leon terrion and oscar rango i'm nicholas hill take care we'll see you next time